0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: At One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating, our trained comfort specialists are here to help improve the air quality of your home. So call 855-ONE-HOUR or visit onehourair.com. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in their respective state or county. Use your mobile phone to get seven minutes of non-stop news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. 7 at 7. Weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. up hockey fans this is the golden edge podcast the podcast where the las vegas review journal talks about hockey i am ben Goetz, one of your golden knights beat writers joined on the other line as always by my colleague dave shane but today we have a special guest golden Knights center cody glass cody how you doing i'm doing good thank you no awesome we're super excited to have you on today ask you about how the season is going and a bunch of other stuff before we do that i want to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by one hour air conditioning and heating, we are uh, presented by blue wire uh, and Cody just jump right into it. You guys just wrapped up a six game road trip, season long road trip for you guys. What's it like actually being in your own bed for once?
2: Yeah, it's nice. Um, way better sleep um, when we got back last night. Um, but I think being on the road, um, it just gets old really quickly. So for us to be home for a couple of days, kind of reset um, is nice.
3: Was that just the road trip from hell? I mean, like I can't imagine anything that you guys have gone through getting kicked out of a hotel, you know, players being injured and COVID stuff. I mean, that thing had to just be crazy from your side of it. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, especially with us getting kicked out of the hotel, that was kind of
2: very sudden. And it was, I think right when we were about to go for our pregame nap, they're like, yeah, you have to pack up all your stuff. And leave and we're going to the hotel, another hotel tonight. And so it was kind of a little bit scrambly, but, um, yeah, it was very different, especially with COVID and everything, sit in your rooms, go to the ring. It's pretty much it. So, uh, it's a lot different. Um, but it was nice to kind of come out of that series with a positive, uh, win record.
1: Yeah. Overall, you guys are getting close to kind of the halfway point of the season uh, for you. How much different has year two in the NHL been compared to year one for you?
2: Uh, it's been good. I mean, taking almost a year off for uh, my surgery and all that, and then coming back in and you pretty much have a game every second day. So it was a tough adjustment. Um, I felt like I've handled myself pretty well. Um, but I said, you're going to go through some bumps in the road, especially throughout a season like this. So um, I think it's been good. Could have been better. Yes. But there's a lot of hockey left and I'm still trying to just get better every day in the gym on the ice. Um, So that's for me, that's the biggest
3: thing. I mean, for you obviously being injured, you spent almost a year before you had really played a game. So there was probably even more rust for you to knock off. Did did you feel like that at the start of the season?
2: Yeah, it was my first, I think three games were very tough because you don't get preseason games. Um, Those are just high intense hockey right away. And I put on 15 pounds over the summer. And what people don't really realize is I've never really had a summer off. And I've always had development camp. I always had team Canada in the middle of my summer. And then you leave pretty early in August for your training camp. So, uh, I've never actually had time to kind of focus on my body, eat the right things, do all this stuff. And when I finally had the time to do it, I ended up having surgery and I had to rehab for four months and then I finally get to start working out, but it's not, Like I was fully healthy and started training and kind of went through all that phase. But I went through everything. I went from strength training. And the one thing we didn't really get to is getting my quickness back. And that was something when I was with Portland, I was always good. I was always quick, agile. Um, But when you add a certain amount of weight and you try and jump in back to those games, you kind of lose your step. So that's one thing I'm trying to find and trying to get back is that quickness, especially if you're playing with a guy like Alex Tuck, he makes you look very slow, very quickly. Um, if you're not playing his pace. So, um, that's something I'm still struggling with and I need to get up, but that's something I work on with uh, Doug Davidson every day.
1: Well, I mean, you mentioned kind of putting on that weight during the off season, how much different has it felt for you being out there? I mean, do you feel like you're a little bit more competitive, maybe in puck battles than you were as a rookie?
2: Uh, I notice it a lot more, but I think I'm still in that mindset of I'm still a skinny kid. And when I go into puck battles, I forget how much weight I do actually have. So when I do bump into guys and I actually do protect the puck, well, it's very noticeable, but I don't do it too often. So there's sometimes I just like forget about it. And I'm like, oh, like I have to kind of remind myself, reassure myself that I am stronger. And 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 I can't, but I haven't done it to the point where I'm a
3: consistent player at it. Um, But like I said, with time, that'll come, I think. So we saw you a little bit last season when you were up at, at right wing and things like that. But you've been more at center, obviously been more of your natural position. I think how much has that helped you, you know, this year, just being able to focus on on one position as opposed to trying to learn something new? It's nice. Um, like you said, it's my natural, oh, I don't know what happened
2: there. Oh, oh I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so center is my natural position. So being able to play that and kind of that's more, more my style, like playing in the open ice, um, having the puck on my stick, that kind of play. Um, so to be playing that position is nice. Um, but there's a lot of stuff you have to work on. Obviously you have to take face offs. You want to start with the puck. So that's something I've been really working on. Um, but with D zone, you play with smart players, everybody kind of knows where to be with the right systems. And, uh, with the coaching staff, they make it really is on me to be the kind of centerman I want to be. You mentioned, uh,
1: kind of earlier about, you know, how it was tricky to get right up to speed with no preseason games, but you did come out in another lineup a little bit at the beginning. Kind of because of salary cap reasons and all that just what was that experience like for you and kind of having a little bit of a stop start nature to the beginning of the year
2: uh yeah it's it's tough um especially sitting out so much time um due to my knee and all the other stuff uh combined with that um it was tough and we were playing with 5b at one point and you're not going to win a lot of games in the NHL playing with five D and playing Petrangelo, 28 minutes, Theo, 28 minutes. It's very hard, especially against teams like Colorado, Minnesota and St. Louis. You're not gonna win a lot of games like that. So, um, for me to sit out, um, and get six D and 12 forwards, it sucks. But at the same time, I'm on a Stanley cup caliber team. And if it means me not playing, um, that's totally fine by me because, our goal here is to win. If that takes me kind of delaying my development as a player, um, then I'll take that hundred percent.
3: Well, uh, one other thing. So as a younger player, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the physical side, but there's a mental adjustment I think to pro hockey and, and, you know, being in the NHL and sort of the grind that comes with that every day, how much have you had to learn and, and maybe work on the mental side of things? I think that's the biggest part that everybody kind of leaves out.
2: Um, When I was in junior, I was always the top player. Um, Didn't have to worry about anything. Didn't have to worry about offense, producing. It all just came naturally to me. Uh, But when you get to this level, it's a lot more different. You're not the top guy. There's a lot better players out there. And for me coming to a Stanley Cup caliber team every single year, um, you have to take that time to kind of, be a role player, be defensive first, um, and kind of play a role. And for me, it's, they want me to be a defensive first five on five. And when it comes to power plays, my offensive in- instinct to the best I can. Um, so I think there's a lot of adjustment mentally. Um, but with the players, the players believe in me a lot and they feel comfortable with me on the ice. So that helps me a ton. But, um, for guys I know on Twitter, people always rip you apart. And that's something when I was going through world juniors, I had Twitter at the time and a lot of people say a lot of mean things about you, but it's at a point where these people haven't really touched a nice sheet of hockey. And if you listen to every single word, you're not going to be the same player you are. So, um, going through with my sports pilot, like psychologist and going through all that stuff. Um, you know, I made it here. Uh, playing the way I do and not listening to other people's background, just the coach and what he needs from me and wants from me. So going back to that is just kind of where I stand right now.
1: Hey, you mentioned uh, seeing a sports psychologist a little bit there. Curious is what uh, kind of led you to go do that and what's it been like doing that so far?
2: Yeah, I think it's been really good. I started when I was 17. Um, his name is Paul Henry with Portland and I was kind of going through a tough time and I never really talked about my emotions away from the rink and they're kind of beating me up on the inside. And for him, he kind of like pulled it out of me, made me talk about it and kind of made me more calm, um, freed my mind of the things that were bugging me off the ice and kind of just made me only think about hockey, which was nice. And so from that day forward when I first started talking to him, he kind of was always there for me, always wanted to talk. And like I said, it just made me clear minded. When I got to the ice, it was kind of, I mean, all I can think about is hockey. So, um, I thought it helped a lot. And then I started seeing the team psychologist this year. I got away from it last year, um, which is probably a bad idea. Cause it helped me a lot. And so I started getting back on it this year. And then, yeah, it's been good so far.
3: Obviously, you're you have a teammate, Robin Leonard, who is you know a very uh, public advocate for mental health awareness and things like that. We've heard other players around the league. You you think this is something maybe other players can can take advantage of? Maybe other players will will <coughs> continue to do and and you know be be a little more open about like you are. Yeah, I think uh, I remember seeing Nathan McKinnon.
2: He won the Calder's first year. I remember an interview, he was talking about this. He won the Calder's first year and then he kind of went through a slump of two years of the caliber that he wasn't playing at, which he should have been at. And he said, he started talking to a sports psychologist and it helped him a lot. And then I think the first year of him having a sports psychologist, he ended up putting up 90 points or whatever it was, but he got back to that playing style of um, just clear mind, um, not worrying about other things that he can't control. And so I think it's huge. And like you bring up Robin Leonard and Lenny is kind of a guy on Twitter who kind of is very active and um, will always talk to other people and kind of see what they're thinking. But um, he's went through it. Um, there's a lot of people that go through it. And I think the best way to handle it is just talking to someone, even if that's your teammate, your coaches, um, any staff members. And that's the thing I love about being in Vegas. I can talk to any player. I can talk to any staff member and they'll always be there for me, which is nice. And for a young kid coming into the league, it's very intimidating. Um, your confidence is not where you want it to be. And for me, that's kind of how it was. I mean, I'll have a really good game. My confidence will be high. And maybe I'll see a bad couple of clips of me in video and my confidence will be at a low. And, but like I said, my teammates are always there for me and they kind of cheer me up. Coaches are always there. So uh, it helps a lot.
1: At one hour air conditioning and heating, our trained comfort specialists are here to help improve the air quality of your home. So call 855-1-HOUR or visit onehourair.com. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in their respective state or county. Look for 7 at 7 local streaming news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Find it on your smartphone at the RJ app or it's available on Roku TV, Fire TV and Apple TV. Download the app and you're ready to go for 7 at 7.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings. A four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned kind of just the transition to the NHL. I mean, in Portland, you had video game numbers. I mean, you were more than a point-per-game guy So when I guess that's not happening in the NHL and you maybe don't get that instant validation of a goal or an assist, how tricky is that to keep your confidence maybe up than it was before?
2: Yeah, I think that's the tough part that you kind of have to forget. You're not, it's, it's the NHL. You're not going to score every night. You're not going to get a point every night. And for me, that was just a non-issue in junior. Like I knew I was going to get something. I knew I was creating a lot. Um, I also had a different role in junior. Um, I had a very long leash in junior didn't matter how many mistakes I made. I was always going to get put out there in those situations. Um, and that's kind of what my role was. I was very offensive minded, um, and was told to produce and here it's a lot different. Like they play more of a defensive role, kind of, um, like I said before, power play, do my best. And so I think the jump from junior to pro is a lot different. Um, especially just cause like I said before, we have a lot of good talent on this team. I'm a Stanley cup contender and, um, that's the nice thing about it. I'm going to be developing through a Stanley cup winning
3: team, I think. And, um, that's the best part of it. You just have to keep reminding yourself to be patient, you know, that you're still young, that, you know, everybody takes maybe a little bit different path uh, that you're still, you know, you're still fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. I think that's the part where it gets pretty annoying. Um,
2: cause I expect so much. I want to produce, I want to help this team win. And when I'm not producing, I feel like I'm not doing that, but, um, looking at clips, I'm, am helping the team win in certain situations. And if that's my defensive play, if it's my face offs, kind of stuff like that. Um, I'm always going to try and help the team win. And for me, like I said, in junior, like producing was the way I could help a team win, but that's not my role here. Like, obviously I want to help out and chip in. And that's great, but there's other areas of the game that you're going to have to take care of first.
1: All right. To completely switch gears a little bit here. Uh, you, Nick Hag, and Dylan Coglin are all rooming together good this year. How did that all come about?
2: Um, we kind of discussed it before they left for the bubble uh, for the playoffs and so I got everything set up and then once they came down to kind of start training for the bubble, they came and then moved into this house with me. So we're just renting for the year, but we kind of wanted all to live together just because uh during this COVID time, I mean, the more people in the house, the more fun it kind of is. And so we have a lot of fun here, but it's it's uh it gets pretty rowdy, you know, that all of us are
3: playing NHL now. It's it's awesome and very it's good vibes in the house, which is nice. Well, first off, I want to thank you for being so candid earlier and kind of bring up, along with that, just how, how nice has it been to have sort of that support system, you know, to have those teammates there at home to either take your mind off things or joke around with stuff or, you know, maybe even talk th- things through on, you know, about hockey.
2: Yeah, I think especially us, they're both 98 borns, I'm a 99. And just us being kind of in the same age group, going through the same things, um, not playing every night, um, just going through all those things. It's easy to talk to them about it because they're going through the exact same thing. And no, we're all we're always there for each other, which is nice. And we kind of just talk through things, um, get our heads right. And that's a nice thing about having those guys. They're two very outgoing and very likable guys in the dressing room. So to have them living with me, it's uh it's a blast and we have a lot of fun. Now that you're back home, how
1: hard are you guys gonna celebrate after uh, Dylan Coglin's hat trick the other night?
2: Oh, I was, we were actually just talking about that this morning. We were just sitting on the couch and I forget what we were talking about, but he brought it up and he was just like, how crazy is it? That I like scored a hat trick. Um, we're all just, sitting, we're like, dude, tell me about it you had Like zero career goals going into it. And then he put up your first one. And I remember telling him, I was like, after your first one, you're just like, is this real? Like, it's a dream come true. Like you're still shaking, but to end up putting three in the net, you're just like, like that's a night. So um, we all know he was capable of that. And he's got one of the hardest shots I've seen. One of the hardest accurate uh, one timers. So uh, for him to finally be able to put
3: a couple in the back of the net was awesome. And it was a long time coming. Did the uh, volume on the music get turned up a little bit louder that night, a little, uh, <laughs> a little fun.
2: Uh, I mean, we were all happy for him, but I mean, we lost that game. So it was kind of, uh that was a party pooper for sure but i mean he had a hell of a game and you kind of want to just lighten on that that you have to be happy for him and during the circumstances yeah we lost but i mean he scored three goals so i mean it's pretty sick (laughs) i'll ask you quick about uh nick
1: too you guys have obviously came into uh, the organization together in the the 2017 draft what it's been like to see his development too where he's now kind of a regular in the lineup
2: yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, he's an NHL defenseman, um, just with his size and his skating ability has gotten a lot better and it's, he's only growing as a player. And you think about it, he's 22 years old and he's that big and he's capable of playing in the NHL, um, at that age. So just moving forward, it's very exciting to see where he's going to be at. And, um, uh, like I said, we have a lot of young guys coming up and, I mean, I think the baseball knights have a bright
3: future ahead. What's it like facing Nick in a in practice? Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Zach Whitecloud's quote to us earlier about he's got a fishing rod for a stick. Um, wh- wh- what is Nick like in practice? What is it like facing him with with that reach and that length?
2: Uh, it's very frustrating. I mean, <laughs> you go against him once, and he's got a really good gap and he's got a really long stick. So you have to kind of be aware every single time you're going against him. Um, but the one, one time he'll beat you next time, I'll figure out what he's doing and I'll put it around him. Or, I mean, he's very difficult to play against just at the size and, um, the skating ability he has as a six foot six defenseman. So, um, that's something he's really good at.
1: I will say one of us on this call has that uh, size, but could not skate. And so their hockey <laughs> not career did this not come. one. <laughs> <laughs> you might have had neither tape. Uh, all right. I got to ask about more about the roommate situation. Who was the messiest room in the house?
2: in my room right now and I'm looking around, I think probably right now me, but that's not very, uh, I'm usually pretty clean. I'd say Dylan's probably the messiest. And then Hager's probably the cleanest. I'm like right in the middle of being clean and dirty. So I think that's where it ranks right now.
1: Just at the three levels. Uh, who's the best cook in the <laughs> house?
2: It's uh, a good question. I mean, we all cook, but I think on a nightly basis, Cogs is always on the protein and kind of the uh, rice if that happens. And now I'm usually on veggie or like sweet potato type thing uh but it varies like there's three of us so i mean it varies from who's cooking one night to the other nights but um on a consistent basis i'd say it's probably cogs cooking the most on the protein and then i just help out and so does nick
1: we got like an assembly line thing going here where you're like the two sous chefs with
2: him yeah we kind of just listen to cogs he takes control in the kitchen i think it's just more of He doesn't like it when we get in his way and he likes it his way. So we're just like, all right, you can take control.
3: Is there a TV show that you guys usually uh watch in the house?
2: Uh we just finished watching uh WandaVision, which is part of uh the Marvel universe. I'm a pretty big nerd when it comes to Marvel. I can tell you pretty much every little Easter egg or whatever goes on just because when I grew up my dad and my brother we always watch those movies so I just became kind of hooked and kind of a comic nerd when it came to that
1: so are you comic book guy too not just movies and tv
2: I don't read a lot of comic books but I watch a lot of youtube videos that were on comic books <laughs> so uh I that's where I kind of learned everything from the comic books is through YouTube and just going through a rabbit hole on the internet.
3: What about the music? Uh, yeah, the best taste or, or not music guys or where's that fall in the house? I think
2: the only thing I don't listen to is rap. I'm not really a big fan of it. Um, but Cogs is probably the most variety. He listens to everything. And then hagger is just strictly country. <laughs> um, doesn't matter what time of day, it's always Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs. It's always country. And that's like when he's working out, I don't know how he gets fired up to country, but I'm kind of just everything besides rap.
1: Makes sense. Uh, I gotta ask on another completely different topic. Uh, how much grief uh, do you get in the locker room for, uh, your commercials that we see popping up, uh, every now and then during a game?
2: Luckily, not a lot of the guys watch TV uh, when we're playing games, so I don't get it that badly. But my friends back home, my dad, my brother, all the people who watch the games, they give me a very hard time about it. Um, But I don't even think I say a word in any of them. So thank God for that. But yeah, it's pretty funny, but. I was just trying to help out and (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. I was embarrassing when I kept getting chirped about it, but luckily my teammates didn't get about it.
3: I was going to ask, it's got to be kind of cool to be young and in a commercial and all that though. Oh yeah. When I was doing it, like
2: they asked me to come do it. And I was like, sure. Didn't know what I was getting myself into. And they brought me into like a makeup room. They're doing my makeup on my face. And I'm like, I have never done this. I am a hockey player. This is the last thing I thought I'd be doing. Um, but I said, it's pretty cool to kind of be involved in that. And, um, it's kind of a cool experience.
1: Well, we have a couple more for you before uh, you got to get out of here, but you guys are doing a new kind of schedule format this season where you're playing every other day, but you're playing kind of the same team, at least twice in a row. I guess, are you a fan of uh, how the structure is
2: kind of this year? Um, I'm kind of used to it with junior. Um, I think the only difference is we'd always play on weekends. Um, But with the schedule, we play literally every second day. Like it's a day off game, day off game. So I think playing two games back to back against the same team, I kind of like it just because I'm a player based off feel If one game. I'm kind of struggling in one aspect uh, against a certain player. I know the next day, What he does, what he's gonna do when I say get into a corner with him, so I pick up easily on reads like that. So I kind of like it like that. But I mean, it's when you play two two back to back games against Colorado. I mean, it's gonna be a hard fought series. So um, that's kind
3: of a struggle. But I mean, other than that, I kind of like schedule. So you mentioned Alex Tuck a little bit earlier, and you know, obviously, most of the season you've been centering a line with him. To see him as hot as he is, as playing as well as he is, just what's that like? Where What are you maybe as a centerman trying to do to, to continue to feed that? Um, Like I said, yeah, he's probably one of the fastest players in the league,
2: I would say. I mean, it feels like he's always at top speed and it doesn't take him very long to get there. So for me, if I ever have the puck anywhere in the D zone, I kind of just pick my head up and kind of see where he is and I try and find him with speed and – he's good for probably one to two breakaways a game. So if I can kind of find him going with speed, um, that's what I try to do. But the one thing with Tucky is, like I said, he's dynamic, he's fast, but he's also a very good teammate. And so even if things aren't going his way, he still finds a way to try and be a positive teammate and kind of help me out, um, on and off the ice, which is incredible for a young guy like me. Um, But, yeah, he's been hot this year. It feels like everything he shoots goes in the net, which is awesome, Um, especially after last year. I know you said he struggled. So, um, but for him to kind of have a bounce back year like this is, uh, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. All right. We got one last one for you, Cody. Uh, I mentioned, you know, earlier you guys are getting close to that halfway point of the season. What are just kind of your goals the rest of the way? What do you hope to kind of accomplish with your game?
2: Yeah, I just want to keep improving. Um, I want to get my speed up. I want to... Yeah, we'll be in the lineup every single night. And that's my goal. And for us to be a championship caliber team, uh, it's going to take a lot of sacrifices. But for me, I just want to be the best player I can be and help this team win.
1: Oh, awesome. Well, that, of course, is Golden Knights center Cody Glass. I'm Ben Goetz. That's Dave Shane. We are the Golden Edge Podcast. I want to remind everyone that we are sponsored by One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating and, of course, presented by Blue Wire Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to everyone again real soon. At One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating, our trained comfort specialists are here to help improve the air quality of your home. So call 855-ONE-HOUR or visit onehourair.com independently owned and operated, licensed in their respective state or county. Please check out our new 7 at 7 newscast weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Get every bit of local news you need in seven minutes from the Las Vegas Review Journal.
0: Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters.